0: You're now tuned into another episode of The Underground. Each week we dive into what it means to create, nurture and live in communities everywhere. This is The Underground with Ryan Moore and Justin Carrick Welcome, welcome to The Underground. My name is Justin and I'm with Ryan. What's up, bud? I have to say we are four months in as of this week on the podcast. It was The sixteenth of November that we released our first episode, we're four months and like thirty something episodes in, almost forty, I think. And so it's
1: like our one-third anniversary. Yeah,
0: let's call it that. And then, but the point I was going to make is that I still enjoy this music.
1: <laughs> it still makes you bob. Still I know, makes I know your what head you're bob. Talking about every time it comes on, I, I'm not like. Enthralled by it anymore Like when we first started I was like yeah Rocking out to it Yeah But like as a start Or something I'll look away I'll take a sip of water Or something But as I'm doing it My head is bobbing
0: Well and when we have guests on and we start off like that, and then I get on it and I start bopping my head. I'm like, "Oh wait, that just looks dumb," and I don't know if the guest thinks I'm an idiot or something. It's funny.
1: No, because you're you, you're paying attention to the to the board when you, when you're doing <laughs> yeah. that. I see the guest and they're bobbing their head too. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Then see, I didn't yeah. even notice. I'm looking down it's almost here. It's like thinking, we're hyping them up.
0: Perfect. The- perfect. Yes, I love it. Let's keep that going. That's great. Um. So hey, listen, I uh, I got a fast now. I'm I'm getting new insurance. And actually a really dumb story last week, she was, or she was supposed to come on Monday. Somehow we've screwed that up. And when she shows up at my door at eight 30 in the morning, I'm like, oh crap, I'm walking out the door to go to an appointment. And I go, listen, uh, I just ate a huge breakfast and worked out this morning. So like the Holy Trinity of things I'm not supposed to do before getting blood taken and all this stuff you've asked me to do. And she goes, oh! And I said, I thought you were coming on Wednesday. And she goes, no, we said the fifteenth. And I'm like, I realize that, but I told you I had Wednesday open, so whatever. Anyway, long story short, we rebooked for tomorrow. So as of now, I am fasting until tomorrow morning at eight thirty a.m. Now that doesn't what was sound your last like- meal. Well, so uh, I had a I had rice and chicken and and a salad.
1: That that's it.
0: Well, and some chips.
1: I guess like you just said, you're kind of impromptu fasting because you were kind of put into this situation.
0: Yeah. And also I was rushing home to get my meal in too. So I was really just throwing this together. If I'd have thought about it and had more time, I probably would have like stopped at McDonald's on the way home or something just to plow it in. I don't know why that's even a thing or why that pops into my head, but I just-
1: Right before- yeah. right before yeah. uh blood work and yeah. yeah insurance get the uh get the caloric uh you know high calorie you know uh, why stop at mcdonald's hit up wendy's get a baconator mm-hmm. let's stop at kc
0: uh, kentucky fried chicken on the way home kfc i don't
1: know but yeah no it was i'm
0: intrigued because the last time i had it done was oh i don't know gosh like 10 years ago and I guess we're switching insurance companies just because apparently insurance is cheaper now than it was back then. And we're talking uh, term insurance versus whole life insurance. We, so this is just like, a, I think they do like a 20-year term and they give you if, you, if I died, my wife would get however many millions of dollars, I don't know. So this is me saying right now, if I die sometime in the next six months, look at it suspiciously immediately.
1: <laughs> oh, that's a morbid way to go. Yeah, just saying. Make sure that's looking in a bubbly mood tonight. People Justin's in a bubbly (laughs) mood. No, but I've done, I've done the life insurance thing. I actually, I had, I had a financial advisor young and they actually talked me into it when I was 24. So I got life insurance at 24 years old and I was still, I was just, I, I can't remember. Was I still playing hockey? I was competitively playing. I was either with the real McCoys or still in university hockey. So I was playing high level of hockey either way. And of course I got platinum. Like when, once I got my blood work and everything back like that, I got, it was, I got, I was platinum level, like the highest level of health Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you could get mm -hmm. pat myself on the back for that. And uh, yeah. And it locked in for life. So I was like, great. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, awesome. I don't and that's I guess you must have some sort of whole life plan. That's amazing.
0: And I don't I you know, I don't want to get into the personal details of what it's all 35 about. 35 years, I think, something like that. Nice. So the so the I wonder I'm just trying to think of what they would have told you your life was worth at that time. So because for me, like the way they generally do it is they say okay, you've got a job that potentially brings in this much and in order for your family to live comfortably after you're gone here's what you'd need to have for, to give to them to pay your, you know, your mortgage and pay or pay for your house off or whatever. And so I think they're giving me a million and a half or 2 million or something in that range. But I don't, I'm just trying to think of at 24 years old, what they would have
1: said to you for like the million dollar man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so I can't, those next six months look real suspicious. Yeah, I was going to say, like,
0: here we go. Who's your beneficiary? <laughs>
1: oh no, but God. yeah no that that was uh it was good advice at the time I was literally a kid right like I mean what's it been like six years has gone by since then well seven years and I'm, I'm 31 now and yeah looking back I'm like that was great advice because yeah, I know I have buddies now that are 31 32 years old and they haven't gotten they're going now for their life insurance mm-hmm. and not that you're going to be out of shape when you're 31 but You're not
0: a 24-year-old. Just in general, the older you get, the more expensive it gets. Just because the older you get, the more chance you have of dying, I guess, is the idea, right? There's more things that could happen to you. The more time you spend on the earth, the more opportunity you have to get hit by a bus, I guess. I don't know. Something like that. Statistics.
1: Statistics. I
0: I am so not a statistics guy. There's people behind the scenes in that world that just, it blows my mind. I can't sit and watch statistics. I have a hard time with it. Yeah. So. Speaking of, well, speaking of injury though, did you see that Russian hockey player that died the last yeah, couple of days? Oh my God. I didn't even, I just, I such a freak accident. I mean, what a yeah. terrible thing.
1: You know, every, every couple years, there's, there's an instant that happens in hockey. It's sad. It's unfortunate, but it's, I don't want to downplay it by any means. It's so sad that that happened, but you know, it's a, it's a contact sport mm-hmm. it's a physical sport every time you step on the ice you are engaging in something that is not potentially going to hurt you if you play at a high level of hockey you are going to get hurt at some point from this game and there are serious situations that can occur like mm-hmm. that now i don't know exactly what happened i know he took a shot to the head he took to he head. took a dump into the head it wasn't even a real shot it was like the guy
0: was at the, at the center line and he and he chipped it in and just the angle that it hit him I think it came in and hit him in the side of the head in the, in the temple. temple or something yeah and and there's yeah, kind of right. a I guess there's kind of a spot there where the the helmet isn't quite as um, robust and he must have yeah. caught it right in that perfect spot that just just made it so bad but I mean that's and it's the same with every sport you could like be on it. the
1: go- you could be on a golf course yeah exactly and some guy could yell four and you get hit in the head
0: oh've I've seen a guy get hit in the calf and it yeah. That's not funny, and even but I mean it's like any high end, high level sport. Everyone's playing at the edge of, you know, of that right. Like you're all pushing as hard as you can, and you're all on the edge. Like look when Stamkos broke his leg. I mean he's he's and 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 McDavid broke his leg. I mean. They are, they are on the edge of that all the time at the speeds that they travel on the ice. There's always that. When you talk about race car driving, it's the same thing. People die every year in race car driving, yeah. and yet we still go along. I mean, at the end of the day, people do it because they love it, and it's just sad to see, but, you know, he, did, he, he was doing something he loved, and it was a freak. I mean, how do you – there's no really other way that's to kind of go about it.
1: Yeah, that's the way to look at yeah. it. Like, there are – no, there hasn't been much – of this talk out there, but I have seen some talk about how you got to change the game. And I'm like, no. pay no attention to that. That <sighs> this situation was just such a freak accident.
0: What do you change there? There's nothing to change. The guy was dumping the puck in from the, from the center. No, no. And that's it. And like, but you
1: see people making that comment and <sighs> it's like, are you kidding? Like, well,
0: let's, let's make their helmets like 15 feet wide or something. I don't know. It doesn't make any yeah, sense. I don't put know what, put what you a T
1: bar, yeah. like a, brace bar like a jeep in your helmet i don't know like
0: it happens and in, even so it's, it's it happens it's, in baseball really, too
1: yeah exactly
0: it like you remember any- when a couple of pitchers got hit in the head yeah. and all of a sudden it was like oh we need to figure that out and it was like we got to put helmets on and there was a couple of guys that adopted these pitcher helmets that looked like hats, but they had this kind of protective thing around them. Hey, listen, I'm not saying that's stupid. Anything you can do to protect yourself is great because, I mean, the the amount of time a pitcher has to react to a ball coming at him from that far away at the speed that it comes at him, like we're talking like 150-plus kilometers per hour or whatever the numbers are, it's huge. I mean, it's dangerous, but when you look at the overall – percentage of injury. I mean, look at how many people have died playing hockey in the last 10 years. Probably not many. Yeah, you've had serious injury, but not a lot of deaths. And when you look at the amount of people that have died playing baseball in the last 10 years. I mean, probably more related to like heart attack and stuff like that on the baseball field than than an actual hit in the head injury. There's a, there's the there's the odd one for sure. So, I'm not being insensitive. I'm literally like it is what it is, but at the same time like, you know, you can't suddenly up and change everything just because of one incident like that, that was in such a weird moment that would probably happen one time out of a million.
1: Yeah. It's, it's one of those things that it's things like when players in the NHL started getting their throats hit with skates Mm Mm-hmm all of a sudden now the OHL has neck guards. Mm. The WHL is the only Canadian league that doesn't have to wear neck guards and America doesn't wear neck guards either. But when that happened, they made change in the OHL and the Q. Now, there's no stat to say it's worked this many times. Well,
0: hang on. Now, tell me about that neck guard because I've seen these neck guards that those kids wear.
1: Yeah, it's show.
0: (laughs) Right? Like they're like no thicker than my finger, for God's sakes, half the time.
1: So now I'm a little removed from this. Like in minor hockey, the kids usually wear their neck guards properly. But when you get up to the OHL, I know I did my. I played two years of junior where I didn't have to wear a neck guard. And then they put the neck guard rule in in my third year. So I had three more years of. Because I played an overage year, I had three years of wearing a neck guard. And it was. My my neck guard. I and what I usually did is I wore the Under Armour shirt that had the neck guard attached to it. Yeah. Or I got uh, and that one actually was really really thick, so I hated it. <laughs> it made me so hot, yeah. it was unbearable. Like it would distract me. I would be so hot, I'd be pouring sweat. So I got the skinnier Under Armour shirt, and I got my trainer to sew a neck guard onto that. And I wore mine that way just because I didn't have to worry about it because. The other guys, they doctor theirs up. They, they cut them. They take the padding all out because neck guards are uncomfortable to wear. And when you're at that level and you're sweating that much and you're working, that's a man wearing a neck yeah, guard. Yeah, it's all soppy and sweaty and gross. It, yeah, it's not pleasant and it's distracting at certain points. So the, these kids, they're they're chopping them up and they're, they're taking out all the Kevlar mm. and just taping them smaller and wrapping them around their neck to say they're wearing a neck guard. And mm. so it's not going to do anything, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Interesting. I'm actually surprised. So what's the,
0: what's the logic, but like, is there enough justification to talk about
1: wearing masks in hockey, like full masks? So with the full mask, the problem is, is it, it will limit you. you, you it's hard to explain until you've tried it until you've done both. And wearing, putting a visor on, like I always advocate. Yes. Visor visor for everybody, Mm -hmm. putting a visor on your field of vision gets so much wider. You can see so much easier. There's less strain on your eyes. Cause if you imagine a mask you're seeing, you got to look through physical things. Mm -hmm. So there's that depth perception. It messes with your eyes, depth perception. It, it like, have you ever gone to a hockey game and had to look through the mesh? at the game. Yeah. And it's not that great, right? That's how you're viewing a game with that in front of your face. The other thing is people say, "Okay, well, let's do full bubbles." Yes, but then when that visor curls over the side, it distorts the image a little bit, and right. as that goes down lower, it actually blocks your vision. Right. So, having it open with open air from your nose down, you see that your peripheral vision is huge. That's where the puck is, is down there. So that peripheral vision unobstructed, being able to have your eyes up, looking through your visor with your peripheral vision unobstructed down at the puck, it's its massive. It makes a huge, huge difference. Right. And there's risk involved in that. Mm-hmm. And... I know that risk because I have stitches in my face, 82, and Jeez. I have three teeth that I've damaged and been removed. Two have been removed and one damaged. From teeth
0: them. are replaceable. We're good.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Which is funny you bring that up. Teeth are replaceable. Like, people have no problem. I heard this on the radio. I'm stealing this topic from another thing, but I thought it was interesting it. To, to, to bring up. People have no problem with people altering their teeth. But some people have problem with like plastic surgery and Botox and things like that. Mm. And they say you're altering yourself, but those same people will have no problem if someone walked in with veneers on. Interesting. This is something I just
0: talked about with Andrea, my wife, and she she never listens to the podcast, so I'm going to talk about it here. (laughs) (laughs) She just had microblading done. Have you heard of this? So it's like almost like tattooing almost like tattooing eyebrows on kind of, I don't really understand it. I haven't done enough research in it, but it makes your eyebrows darker and makes them like a perfect line in a certain way. it doesn't look if it's done right, it doesn't look fake. But again, I'm also that person that's like, I loved the way my wife looked. I didn't know that there was a problem or thought that there was anything wrong with it. So I was like, well, why are you doing that? And what if it does come out looking funny? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what if this person isn't as good as she says she is? And Justin it- just
1: took out life insurance. I'm sorry. Yeah. Term
0: insurance, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm walking on a wire. <laughs> but, but so she had it done and she looks great. It looks amazing. And I was really surprised at the thing. And it's that idea of like, I, I thought, we the conversation we had was like what like what is the point of having to be so obsessed with making those kinds of changes to your face all the time, you know? I know of people like even my wife will say, "Oh, look at the wrinkles or the crow's feet or whatever they call them," and what can be done about that? And I'm like, I look at my face and I go, I don't care. Like, look at, my, yeah. I don't know. I just am who I am. I don't I don't need to change. But I guess everybody's different.
1: Yeah. Well, it's it's. I have a personal connection to it. My mother is the manager of Oakville Plastic Surgery. Okay. Now she's never had any plastic surgery done. And I think my mother so is she beautiful. So hasn't,
0: she hasn't taken so. part in any of the discounts available.
1: No, exactly. <laughs> but no, but she's she's the manager there and she takes people daily through these consultations. Mm. She holds these people hand on their journey to altering themselves. And I've asked her, I was like, you know what? Like, what is it? Why, like, what do you think these people want? And she always goes, you know, it's a lot of, sometimes it is a physical need. Like there is something in there that's, your back is hurting or, you know, your nose, if you're getting your nose done, like you might have sinus issues, it can correct things. And so while you're getting it corrected, you can get it also corrected in other ways. (laughs) Yeah. But the other thing is, she just said, sometimes it's just self-confidence. Sometimes it's people just this is a mental block for them and they have the money and the, and the willingness to do it. Mm. And at the end of the day, it makes them feel better. So what's it, our business? Mm. I'm, I'm totally with you there. Totally
0: with you there. I don't like the duck lips though.
1: No, 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 not no. a big yeah, fan no, of that. No, no. I'll be really honest about that. I just, can't. when that craze for pictures came out, Ugh. I was like, no one liked it in the first place. Why are we putting it in pictures now? Mm.
0: I was watching a show the other day and I think it was called American gods. No, it was American gods. One of the characters in it. No, it wasn't American gods. It was Yellowstone actually. And one of the characters was sitting in a car and they showed a profile side profile of this woman and her lips were like all swollen looking and, and, and out there. And that was just her normal lip structure. And obviously she'd had stuff done. And I was like, I don't care who you are. I just don't think that looks attractive at all whatsoever.
1: Yeah. Those are the type of people that, you know, you look like if you just shove their head up against the wall, get stuck like a suction cup, you just, just Jesus. you know, just stuck up against the wall. <laughs> Every time they lick oh their lips, that's God. all I think about when I see someone who's had a lot of work done and they're just, I'm like, well, number one, they can't lick their lips. I don't think at certain points <laughs> when it gets that bad, I don't think there's much movement happening. In oh the facial my region. goodness. Oh but my no, goodness. my point that I was saying earlier is like, there are people like me and and stuff where some things are just so unacceptable. Like I'm like, why would you alter yourself? Like you don't need to sometimes it's okay. But if you got veneers and if you did your teeth, everyone accepts that Mm. it's okay. You're right. It's the same difference. You're altering yourself, but if it's teeth, everyone's just like, Oh yeah, no, that's, that's okay.
0: Mm. You're, you're totally right with that. And you know, it's, Roman just got his braces off actually this week.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was that, that's what made me think about it was I yeah. saw your Instagram story.
0: Yeah, so he's he's so excited and it was kind of a cool transition. Now we ha- he does have to wear a retainer for the next two or three months, which is that whole, you know, the little bit like that. And then the, you know, when you pull it out and it's all like, <laughs> gooey and gross. And there's like strings that I'm about
1: to go on this journey with him. Very good. So
0: Very good. So there you go. You'll know, you'll, you'll understand, but yeah. So
1: if you haven't heard our last podcast, I'm, I'm getting Invisalign. That's anyways. Continue. There you go. Yeah. So
0: the, I think that the, I also think that the, the teeth above all else, I think the eyes and the teeth are probably the two first things that you notice about people because the teeth being white and it kind of stands out from the, from the face a little bit. So I think that people are probably very self-conscious about that. I I am with you there though. I get it. Like it's like very acceptable to have teeth done, but sometimes we like we just like did we, we just like, judged people for for doing uh, for doing other we, stuff. So we send our
1: children to yeah. get their body altered. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen. Like you wouldn't do you wouldn't you wouldn't send a child for a rhinoplasty because they came home and saying, "Oh, this kid made fun of my nose. <laughs> okay, let's go change it." <laughs> That's true.
0: But I will tell you, Roman had full-on snaggle teeth. Like he, So I had braces, Andrea had braces, and, and all that stuff done growing up. And so we, he was destined to have horrible teeth, be honest. Like Andrea's from England. I had bad teeth. So
1: so all Where, our kids- Don't you have English heritage?
0: I do have English heritage. So it all kind of comes full circle. But at the end of the day, he was destined to it. He really had snaggle teeth, like really had snaggle teeth. And at some point on my Facebook, I'm sure I'll put a side-by-side or on my Instagram or something. Because it was, I I applaud the doctor or the dentist for doing what he did because he did a great job. And I think Roman's pretty happy. We're all happy. He's a pretty handsome kid. Look out, ladies! Here he comes. Oh, he's the after sheep. his dad. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so, do you have no. a bar on the back of your teeth as well, like I do? Like I have a bar on the back of my teeth, and
1: Roman no, just go nothing. Oh, no. so. You're gonna end up probably getting that after you're done. I would imagine. So I don't. I have no idea. But so what the dentist said, the reason why this was a thing that was needed is because, well, number one, she said, do you want this? Like your teeth are, can be fixed and Invisalign's perfect because they're not too, too out of place, but Invisalign can nicely push them back in for you. But she said that you're also starting to get a little bit of problems with chipping and, and cavities just because your teeth are not lining up properly and they're not they're they're getting food stuck mm-hmm. in certain areas because they just like it's like pliers almost. Mm-hmm. So she said if you get Invisalign this will help your your oral health and when you brush your teeth your toothbrush will be able to connect with all the right places to clean properly and you're going to have less problems with chipping because your mm-hmm. f- teeth are going to line up properly.
0: Mm-hmm. So I was like okay. I mean and and there you go. That's the sales pitch right there. As much as it's for beauty and to make you look prettier than you already are, it's also for a very practical purpose. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. Speaking of TV, though, and fixing yourselves, by the way, I found another show. I'll just mention it really quickly because I don't want to labor on the fact that. We, we watch a lot of TV. I don't really watch that much TV, but when I have a chance to. It's a
1: pandemic, Justin. It's acceptable.
0: It's true. We're home a lot more. Like I would normally be out at the office and stu- stuff. So when I come, when I'm eating lunch, I'll just flick on the TV while I'm eating in the background. And I found the show. It's called, I'm just pulling it up because I can never remember the name. Dispatches from Elsewhere. And the interesting part is it's from 2020. So it's a year old. There's 10 episodes. I never heard about it before, but it's, you know who Jason Siegel is? Yeah. So he created it, and he I think he wrote it and directed it and all this stuff. Really good show. Really fun little kind of happy-go-lucky show. Like just, you know, lots of intrigue and things going on and whatever. But something that I just was like, I, I want to keep watching this over and over, and I don't want it to stop because it's fun to watch. So just throwing that out for the audience if you have any need to watch a television show. There you go.
1: I started, I started watching that pirate one on Netflix. Have you seen that? It's like a documentary, right? It's kind of? like a documentary with not the greatest acting. So it's like half and half. It's like a documentary of them historically accurately telling you about the story of how pirates came to be in the Caribbean. Right. But in and out of the story, they'll, they'll say something historically and then there'll be like a little skit of that happening. Right. And there are CGI effects, but it's not up to scale of a movie movie. So it's kind of. So we're talking like, like-
0: we're borderline pornography here at this point
1: <laughs> Dude, it, it, it has tons of that in it too. Oh, come on. Really? Yeah, it's rated M. It's oh. not rated R it's rated M. Oh, interesting. And it's like, like when they do the skits, the pirates are full on dropping F-bombs and everything oh. like that. Oh, wow. And, they, and when they go to the brothels, you see it all. So I'm not letting, letting my this, kids watch this. And then, and then it just cuts back to some nerdy dude just sitting there being like, <laughs> and the pirates are in the 19th, in the 1729 and kept yeah. Blackbeard. That's amazing. Yeah. That's so funny. I did a I, good one. Then I watched another documentary. I can't remember what it was about. It was a good one.
0: I'll yeah. tell you I'll tell you documentaries are my jam and I watched Murder Among the Mormons. Excellent Ooh. documentary. Excellent. That's I don't on really Netflix too, right? It's on Netflix. It's about it's about the Mor- the Mormons in this particular area where they were there was a controversy regarding some documents that came out that were sort of almost they were sort of contradicting the Mormon belief system. And, and, you know, have you ever heard of the Latter-day Saints, we've probably seen the commercials on TV sometimes. And so that's that whole thing, how, how that all came about. And a couple of people were murdered because of these documents that came out contradicting the, the actual Mormon religion. I don't want to tell you anything else other than that, because if I got into it, you, it would ruin kind of the whole arc of the story because it's like a mate, like you couldn't write a script like this and it is real life. It is yeah. so crazy. And the fact that people go to these lengths for this stuff,
1: it just blows it's, my mind. It's yeah. I'm yeah. Documentary. still so I, I, I like that you can, you, you come out and you were entertained, but you're also more enlightened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like a two for one type of thing.
0: You're it's, either enlightened or you're like, wow, my life ain't so bad after all. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the one thing that opened my eyes, I, I, was talking to a university professor when I was in university, obviously. Well, I guess you could talk to them outside of university. <laughs> they are people. Nah. But in university, I was talking to a professor, and I was just talking to him about documentaries and stuff, and the, the, the professor was really into documentaries, too, and I was just having a conversation with him, and he said, and this has stuck with me forever, just be careful and be subjective. You get, you can be tricked into, because it's presented nicely in front of you, you can be tricked into seeing a certain point of view. Yes. So documentaries very much can be propaganda. So case so. in point
0: with that is there's two documentaries and I will not remember the names of them but I'll tell you the general theories behind them. One is about athletes that are have gone completely vegan. Oh. And they and they swear by it and suggest that based on the fact that they do whatever they do there's science behind the idea that humans shouldn't really actually be eating meat. And so vegan should be the way to go. And there's a whole, it's like you, you watch this documentary and you're like, I am never eating meat again. I never need to. And then you watch the other side of the documentary. In fact, I've read articles that specifically talk about this particular documentary that go, listen, while being vegan is a healthy option and is a decent option. It is not like it's, there are claims that they've made in that documentary that are, very much propaganda that basically are trying to push people to go vegan. And it's not real. Here's the science behind it, the the literal science behind it. But then it's like, now we're getting into the debate of like anything at all. What's fake and what's not What's real. What's not. Yeah.
1: yeah, (laughs) So like we could do that on any, I've heard that thing. I've heard that too. And the argument, the general argument that um, athletes have against veganism is the fact that there's a lot of energy in meat that you can gain. And I'm not going to go down that road because there's, we probably have listeners that are vegans and stuff like that, that are going to.
0: So the one, the documentary I'm talking about is called the game changers. So meeting the visionary scientists and top athletes, a UFC fighter embarks on a quest to find the optimal diet for human performance and health. So they don't even talk about it being a vegan documentary in the thing. And when you watch it, then it becomes that.
1: Right. And Is it's it? actually, yeah, I just, I can't get it out of my head. It's called the game changers. There's yeah. a common chirp in hockey. <laughs> oh God. You can't win the game, change a the game. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But uh, guess
0: what, Ryan, you'll be excited about this one. Uh, there's a new documentary that's number six in Canada today that I haven't checked my Netflix uh, in a couple of days. So I, I don't know. I
1: didn't know the college admission scandal. Do, do you want to, do you want to do an experiment? I saw that one too. I just quickly, do you want to do a, I want to find if I can see the top 10s on my phone and see if our top 10s are, are the, the same? same. Let's do
0: it. Let's do it right now.
1: Okay. I gotta, I'm going to have to pull it up on my TV. Okay. Do what you do. Giving me the top 10, but my TV will. Okay. So, cause I want to, I've always been curious. Are we getting the same? Like, is it, is this a sham? Let's we let's could, look. We could blow this wide open right now. This is Mythbusters. Here we go. I just I just slurred that word <laughs> Myth Mythbusters. <laughs> if it's Mythbusters,
0: what's in that cup you've been holding the whole time? For God's sakes,
1: what an unfortunate if you worked on that show with a speech impediment. Oh,
0: that would be bad. That's a tough
1: one to say. All well, right. Who's the cruel person who put an S in the word lisp?
0: Oh, there's a Talented teen figure skater Kayla is forced to leave everything behind when her family follows her twin brother on a prestigious hockey to a prestigious hockey Academy. Ooh, that's something for you, Ryan.
1: That's a new one on Netflix. (laughs) Okay. Let me find my, okay. I got top tens. Ooh. Oh, by the way, the, the one that the other documentary that I was saying that I, that I was watching that was really, really good was the last blockbuster. Oh, I, w- I just noticed that one's on my.
0: Okay, well, I don't want to say it yet, but that I just saw that one it's on good. my screen here, and I just let's talk about what we. Got because
1: here. speaking about Netflix, like the common thing is Netflix killed Blockbuster, yes. right? Yes, I won't tell you, but it's it's actually very business related. Mm-hmm. But Netflix did not kill Blockbuster at all. In fact, Blockbuster probably it save for a couple things happening, we wouldn't say, "Are you watching Netflix tonight?" We would be saying you're watching blockbuster, but there were a couple corporate things that happened that killed blockbuster
0: thing is Netflix's original business model was DVDs in a machine at the grocery store. So it was kind of the same thing. Yeah. And mail or mail. Yeah, exactly. So it wasn't like, anyway, yeah, I'm going to watch it and maybe we'll do a review on it the next time we see it. Okay. So you got your top 10.
1: I got my top 10.
0: Okay. Should we start at 10 or should we go, or or, we'll, we'll know pretty quickly.
1: So one, yeah. So,
0: So my 10 is the last blockbuster. Same. So these, are, so these are top 10 in Canada, by the way, for our listening audience if you're in the U.S. It, yes. They may be different in the U.S. And then I've got it's Superstore. We have different
1: licenses. We still have uh, The Office on our Netflix. You guys don't.
0: That's right. Yeah, so then I have Superstore. Yeah. Zero Chill. That's yeah. the one you need to watch and let us know how that goes. Snowpiercer. Yeah. The College Admission Scandal. Ginny in Georgia. Yes Day. New Amsterdam one and then the pirate kingdom one that you
1: said yeah so it's so there you go
0: so they're not lying yeah they're not lying
1: there you go lying to us people but yeah the last to the last blockbuster i recommend the lost pirate kingdom it is pretty good if you're into that type of thing Mm -hmm. but it's really interesting actually how pirates first came about it Mm. it's crazy it came out of the spanish war have you tried
0: the shuffle play on netflix yet have you been bored enough to try that no. I've tried it once and I was like I clicked through like 10 things before I even decided to stop. Yeah. You know, I'm not brave enough to stop on whatever the first thing is.
1: See, so you don't you're not Apple. You you don't have iTunes or do you?
0: Yes. So Andrea has an iPhone 12, so we have Apple TV for free. So we watched Ted Lasso, which was uh, excellent.
1: Well, I was just wondering like do you have iTunes cuz I was to your shuffle I have always, like, whenever I was on a hockey team, I was usually the music guy. Mm -hmm. I I usually ended up being the guy that played the music in the room. Nice. So my iPod is pretty banging. I got (laughs) every type of genre you can think of. If I don't uh, say so myself. song you can (laughs) think of. (laughs) Nice. But also, like, iTunes now is you pay for a subscription, and you get all the songs that are available on iTunes. Yeah. So, Everything with a couple of exceptions, Garth Brooks can't get, but I have them on my iPod because I bought it. So a
0: couple things with relation to that. So one, we, we now use YouTube music, which is the same thing, but just the Google version (laughs) Two, if you want Garth Brooks, do you have Amazon
1: prime? I have all this. I have them all. I, I buy it straight from them and just put it on my phone.
0: Okay. Well, there's that. Or if you go on Amazon prime, Amazon has a music app called Amazon music
1: and you can just see on it. Yeah.
0: Oh, hundred percent. Everything. Well, I've been
1: buying them. Sucker. Support, support your artists, people. Fair enough. I mean,
0: it is what it is because he was the last of the people to come to the streaming services. Yeah. He held out for years and years and I didn't even realize until I think I, st- I think I watched a couple of do- documentaries with him recently on TV. I don't know, remember where, I don't remember what they were, but they were more recent documentaries be- with his sort of comeback tour. And, and he was talking about it and I was like, Hmm, I'm going to check it out. And I, uh, I think I got a notification for t- downloading Amazon prime music. So I downloaded it and I Googled it or I don't not Googling on Amazon prime. I'm searching it and I found him and I'm like, Oh my God, I love Garth Brooks. And I like, there's a couple of like best of albums. I'm like, Oh, these are amazing. So yeah, yeah you can listen to everything you need there.
1: Similar to what you just said, you sparked another another point for me to make here. (laughs) You just said I Googled something on Amazon. Yes. You know how it's ubiquitous now to say, Google, I Googled something. Google is so hard trying to protect that. (laughs) Every time that someone puts in writing the wrong use of the word Google. So if you were searching a database and you're like, yeah, I Googled it, but it didn't come up you have to specifically be using Google to be using the word I Googled it in writing because they don't want what happened to zipper to happen to them. They don't want what happened to escalator to happen to them because escalator was the name of moving stairs by a company named Otis. Mm. And so an escalator People commonly referred to moving stairways as escalators. They tried and tried and tried to sue because they were like, you can't use, that's our name. That's our name of our product. And it became so commonly used that they just ruled, nope, sorry, these are now called escalators. The same thing happened with Zipper. Zipper is a company's brand. And now any company that makes this type of thing is a zipper. So Google doesn't want to lose the trademark on their name, Google, but it's getting in dangerous territory. That's
0: interesting because uh, it's no, huh? I, I, I yes, there's a defined or definitive thing. And I guess a search engine is so personalized. Like, I don't know what I was listening to the other day, but someone mentioned Bing and I'm like, does anybody even use that anymore? (laughs) Like there's other search engines out there. It might've been Joe Rogan and he was talking about Bing or whatever and they were like, does anybody use that But Funny enough,
1: Bing is profitable. Is it really?
0: No, I didn't know that. You know why? Why? Who's it owned by? Microsoft, I guess.
1: And so what are most computers in the world sold? Microsoft. And what is pre-installed?
0: Bing, but I always delete it
1: as soon as I get it every time. You do, (laughs) but 20% of people don't, and 20% of people using Microsoft computers are...
0: I guess, yeah. Because they yeah. also made it look a little like Google, didn't they? At one, yeah, like it's, co- it's
1: pretty. They copy Google. Their algorithm on how they search is slightly different, mm. but it's, it's interesting. It's a it's a, Google, it's a Google ripoff.
0: Now, have you tried a search down this vein? Have you tried Duck, Duck Go and some of these other search engines that people no. are? Ta- no, neither have I. I so the idea Why? behind <laughs> well, but the idea behind it is so when you search on Google, the algorithm takes your. Your history of what you look at, what you do, and tries to curate information for you so that it gives you the best possible result for you. Mm -hmm. DuckDuckGo claims to not do that at all. So if you searched, for example, and I'm just going to use a hot button topic that's been big for the last six months or a year, or actually four years, Donald Trump. It would just literally give you whatever the top results were for that particular search versus a curated thing relating to you. Because if you're Republican, yeah. you're going to have positive search results. If you're a if you're a Democrat, you might have negative search results or things. That's interesting. Yeah. So
1: um, now I argue. So that that sorry, that's very similar to the how Google started, though. Of course, I mean Google, nobody. Google's original algorithm was it gave you whatever had the most linked. Right. If you search Donald Trump, whatever webpage had the most links that led to it, yes, is the top result.
0: I think everyone's intention initially was very noble to to provide information to people, but as time went on, you have to remember that Google makes money by putting search results in front of people. Whether they click on it or not, there's pay-per-click, there's pay-per-view, there's all kinds of things that you can do with Google search results. So just to have your name in front of people on Google costs you money, and the same on Facebook and other applications as well. So the idea became, it, it they, they're trying to keep you there and keep you engaged is the problem now, right? So they're going to give you things that you enjoy and you like and that make the the, the sort of yeah, serotonin getting, like and, and different things in your body get released. Dopamine gets released because you get something satisfaction out of, out of searching versus this DuckDuckGo. Now, the thing about it is, and maybe it's because I don't care enough about Donald Trump and haven't done enough searching of Trump. I actually went on these two sites, Google versus DuckDuckGo, and I got essentially the same results on both. It's probably just because I don't care enough and I haven't done enough searching, I suppose, on it. I should probably pick a more personal topic, I guess. I don't know. I don't even know what that would be. But I still maintain though, that while these products are unfiltered, they still are making money. And their whole intent is to bring you there and keep you there right on purpose. And so it's become a scenario whereby when you've got conspiracy theorists jumping from one device or platform to another, like signal is more secure than WhatsApp because WhatsApp's owned by Facebook and all this other stuff. I still maintain that companies aren't in business just to be noble about everything all the time. They still need to make money in order to continue to run or, or, you know, just to be alive. They need to pay for servers and things like that to have these programs and, and, and softwares. So I think that, there's a nobility to some stuff and the idea is great until money is involved in everything. And you have to remember that no matter what, someone's trying to get money from you some way, somehow.
1: What is it? Isn't Google's slogan, uh, like internal slogan, don't be evil. (laughs) Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what Google's like their internal employee slogan, like in their handbook, their motto is don't be evil or something. I can't remember. I like that's misquoted, but. Pretty sure Google's don't be evil. Fair enough. I mean, let's
0: let's work towards that. I actually saw you know down the line of like AI and Google searching and stuff. I saw on TikTok a guy that I follow, and he was talking about. He goes, "Check this out. This is I found this. It's a website you go to, and you type something in, and an artificial intelligence creates a picture for you of the thing that you type in. And every time someone types in banana." a brand new picture comes up. It's never been seen before. It's never been used before. It draws a new picture every time. This artificial intelligence reads the word you've typed in and creates an image based on what it knows of the history of that word in its database and creates an image for it. So if you typed in turtle giraffe, it would draw a turtley giraffe somehow, some way. And he showed the pictures of the things that he had typed in. And, and it just, when you, initially when you see it, you're like, okay, whatever. And he's like, you don't understand. These images do not exist outside of this one single search. This computer created these images based on something I typed in. And, oh, the Terminators are coming. <laughs>
1: if, you, if you want if you want an eye-opening, it's a couple of years old now, but if you want an eye-opening, I think it's only like 20, 25 minutes long, but a quick... Artificial intelligence documentary. Love it. It's free. It's on already YouTube. good. <laughs> yeah, it's on. It's free. It's on YouTube. It's called "Humans Need Not Apply," and uh-huh. it's by CPG Gray. That's his. That's his username, and mm-hmm. it that is go watch that, and your eyes will be open to where this world is going. And mm-hmm. I think it's like four or five years old now. By now, has to be, but it is eye-opening because like what you just said like this computer is creating images in that documentary at a certain point it's talking about how well the creative arts are safe from artificial intelligence and during that whole time where he's explaining the argument of how creative arts are safe from artificial intelligence there's a background music playing like a symphony type thing Mm -hmm. and then after he's done explaining it he goes oh by the way this background music that you've been listening to this whole time was created by artificial intelligence (sighs) nice and it's like Whew. jesus
0: <laughs> man i mean it's getting to that point where it's the precipice of something i don't know what yet
1: <laughs> yeah like i just saw another new justin what am i gonna say electric electric
0: vehicle, vehicle. yay we brought it up again I what it was called <laughs> it was, it's a new
1: truck a it a little short unveiled.
0: is it the little short small one like it's got a little round front
1: yeah, it's a little short, small one, but its payload because it's electric and they've created so much space, it's it's the size of like a Ford Ranger, mm. but its payload and capacity is the same as a three fifty F three fifty. Right. Right. So it's like got it's, that much it's power. The same capacity as like a big boy truck, mm-hmm. but in a little boy truck's size. <laughs> yeah, That's that. crazy. I know where your head's going. Stop that.
0: No, no, no. I was literally thinking about kids playing with trucks and how this is kind of the dream of every kid, right? Imagine all these guys being in an age. So we had like an industrial revolution at some point where all these cars and these things were being created in that way, in that world. And it was incredible. And now there's a new revolution in that in that space where new cars and new things and new opportunities are being made and i just think the it's electric so cool. revolution yeah it's really cool it's really cool there's still debate and i'll still i don't want to go into it now because i think we've had this debate before there's still debate on whether or not they're actually better for the environment than you know mm-hmm. gas burning cars but whatever combustion engines are. i
1: don't know short term i guess yes whatever
0: i don't want to get into it now but yeah so who knows but I guess, I guess that's, let's just shut it down. I'm tired now. <laughs> we, yeah. My brain hurts from all that talk about documentaries. You had a long day. <laughs> yeah. Listen, you know, we're listing a bunch of properties this week. I have to say really quickly, because we are releasing this on time and on point, the market is coming back to more listings, which is evening everything out, which is hopefully getting a, to a point where, you know, buyers can have more opportunity out there. That's a good thing. But that means the listing agents like myself- are just scrambling and going crazy right now, listing houses. So yes.
1: I've noticed that there has been more homes coming about, mm-hmm. but I've noticed that they might not be going as much over asking as they were, Mm-mm. but the prices have gone up. I think people are listing higher on purpose
0: now because that's yeah. the play right now. So instead of like, Hey, I just listed one in your neighborhood on Alessia. So yeah, I listed that today. And so we listed that at eight ninety nine. 99. The, Comparable list price on Porter was 925 for a similar style end unit townhouse type thing on your area. So we listed it at $8.99, fully expecting that maybe it'll go a little bit over, hopefully. It's a really nice place. It compares. So I mean, great. If it does, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. They they that price is suitable for them. So mm-hmm. I mean, really at the end of the day, we'll see how many offers come in. We'll see what we can negotiate for these folks and go from there. But yeah, mm-hmm. so I mean, like, I think more people are listing higher. Because listing low only brings two or three offers in rather than 30 offers like three weeks ago.
1: It was crazy.
0: In Burlington, we've gone from 120 listings on the market on average per week to now 247 as of literally like an hour ago from when we recorded this podcast.
1: Is that historically still low or?
0: Yeah, we're probably 50% down still on listing count.
1: Should be going up from here. Like, I mean, there's rumors and stuff about possible another three-week shut down Mm -hmm. but it's all it's all only can only get better yeah that's what i'm thinking i'm like i mean not a doctor
0: the the more we get in the more people that get vaccinated before this these variants start taking hold the better i think because it sounds to me like the challenge we're dealing with is that it's been so long that these variants are now starting to come about because of the fact that they're that the virus is still out there if Mm -hmm. we had to shut it down and 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 peg this thing ages ago, we wouldn't have this variant problem. But now we have this variant
1: problem. You need the virus to, the virus has to be out there to mutate.
0: That's right. If it wasn't out there, it wouldn't have mutated. We would be done. But now we're in this position. So fine, whatever. I have a good friend uh, and mentor of mine that who's one of her employees is incredibly sick with the South African variant right now. And it's like, it's like scary sick. Like he's not doing well. And I don't know, like I, I don't know if he'll, Like I don't, God forbid, like hopefully he comes through and everything's great. He's a younger guy. So who knows what's going to happen, but he's really ill. And you just, it's one of those things where it scares you. You just don't want it. You just don't want this thing. So the more we vaccinate to get rid of the spread of the original virus, hopefully the variant gets shut down quickly too. I don't know. I'm not into the science stuff side of it. I don't want to get you know, claim to know more, but listen, let's just be smart people.
1: Got their first one today.
0: Nice. That's great. My in laws, I think, are going soon, and I'm hoping my dad and my mom get, get there soon too. They're in their sixties, so I think we're coming to that age range soon. So
1: my grandparents were went to Joe Brandt today. They said they were in, they were out. Nice. And nice. They had their appointment time. And they were just they were so worried about paying for parking. <laughs> Joe Brandt is expensive. I was like, <laughs> I was like Granny, <laughs> you're not going to have to pay for parking or else no one would go get the vaccine. Yeah, yeah. of
0: course they totally wouldn't do that. Did they like, make, so they didn't make them pay. That's this, this is good news for the view. Yeah, no, right. no, you don't have to pay. Oh, good. So there you go. No paying <laughs> yeah. for parking at Joe Brandt during the vaccinations.
1: There <laughs> there we go. Let's get that news out there. People, the, the parking's free. I, well, I don't know for the rest of the hospital, but, <laughs> That's but good. that was their thing. They were like, they, that was their, barrier to going to get this freaking scene
0: was, was take 20 bucks paper park yeah take 20 bucks here you go I'll oh give you 20 my bucks.
1: god yeah 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 grab me it's 20 bucks here do you want it i'll yeah. give it to you no you save your money yeah for all the 20 bucks you handed me
0: over the years out of your purse and a exactly. chocolate bar like
1: just take exactly. 20 bucks and go <laughs> like here just go get your freaking vaccine (laughs) 20 bucks that's great it's worth it (laughs) It's great
0: all right well you know listen let's let's call it a night let's get some other stuff done thanks to the viewers i keep calling them viewers thanks to the listeners for listening i'm viewing you right now which is probably why i'm doing that thank you for viewing our listening (laughs) material hopefully soon we'll get together and do this kind of you know i'm not i'm not a this is fun but you
1: know i'm okay as is Oh, (laughs) no, I'm joking. Jackass, of course. (laughs) Uh, I want to be able to wear the headphones too one day. There you go. That's
0: what we're doing. Now, the kids are using those right now. I'll have to wipe them off. Sanitize. Sanitize them. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon. See ya. That was another episode of The Underground. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on any future episodes. Also, follow Justin on Facebook and see what he's up to in the real estate world at Justin And check out what Ryan is doing on the ice at more.hockey.